Sports Meets Beer podcast. Casting of the pod. Episode 48, part three. This is going to be a short and sweet one, folks. Uh, We went a little long in part one, talking about Warriors. Part two, tasting a lot of yummy beers. Uh, At least that's what Brad says. And uh, (laughs) we're going to jump into this one, trying our one, two, three, four, fifth beer of the day. So we're not getting a lot of done this afternoon. Um, This beer tastes like I'm not going to work today. Uh, anyways, we're going to do that. Hit our uh, shit tweet of the week segment, and that's it for Sports Meets Your Podcast, episode 48. So, this beer is a, uh, a gift that was brought back. Can you tell us uh, who brought this back for us, Brad? So, a uh, good friend of mine, friend of the pod, neighbor, uh, Mike Reynolds, phenomenal home brewer. Actually, actually did the majority of the beer for our block party that we had a couple weeks ago for Memorial Day weekend. Um, he brought this back. He was in South Carolina uh, for family vacation, and uh, he was out on the coast there, and he picked up some local micro-brew, stuff that grabbed his eyes. Um Micro brews. I said that just because it makes you mad. I hate micro. <laughs> I hate that phrase. I know. I saw you like literally like. <sighs> no, he picked up some local craft stuff and um, he brought this back for us. Um, and uh, we, I just haven't had a chance to try it yet. So it's actually not from South Carolina. It's from Maryland, but obviously something that's in the market out there. Right. Um, something so we're not going to find on the shelf here, which is awesome. I love trying new stuff that's regional away from us. You know, we get a lot of times we get in the same rut, the same style of IPA, same everything. Uh, it's really good to try something uh, East Coast driven, especially. Um, <clears throat> so first, uh, oh, checking these guys out. This is uh, Heavy Seas, is the name of the brewery. They are all about pirate stuff. So if you like anything piracy, they are all about it. Uh, their tap handle is pretty legit. It's pretty awesome. It's the skull from the uh, from the label. Really like you know like the heretic head. It's a, but it's a skull. It looks awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and they're all about you know they're, they're everything about them is it sounds like it's all about pirates and stuff like that do you know what uh, a pirate's favorite letter is Arr. that's what you think but it's really the c <laughs> dad jokes oh man um which by the way jack did that there dad said something and he goes dad joke like that it was so funny awesome awesome um, you don't get to say that son yeah you don't get to say it. you have to appreciate my humor only i can yeah only that's I can great go clean your room yeah <laughs> bitch um so the uh that was loud <laughs> Uh, this is pretty cool. They've, so they're they're working with uh, a clean water initiative. They started in 2016, so it looks like they're trying to really trying to eliminate their wastewater at the at the brewery, which is neat. It's always good to have some feel good stuff with the beer. Um, this uh, this beer we're trying today is uh, single can and heavy seas beer. Uh, before I talk more about the beer, actually, I wanted to tell the story real quick. Uh, Reader's Digest version. It's pretty pretty cool story. The guy's dad. Uh, essentially opened up a tavern, and uh, he was just this guy with the, the uh, let's see here, Hugh Sisson is the guy's name, uh, was going to be a stage and screen actor and director, and uh, after he got done in New York and was going to come home, his dad called and said, hey, can you uh, help us with open this family business for a little bit? We hope we bought this pub, so on and so forth, uh, or tavern rather. Uh, he showed up, and his dad threw him the keys, and he says, don't fuck it up. Really? Yeah, I gave it to him like that. 
and so awesome. he's been in the industry, and then uh, now they started the brewery, things like that. It's pretty cool. So um, what we're drinking today is uh, Single Cannon, which is a single single hop IPA. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of different single hops out there, single hop beers. I think that's a really, really good test of a brewery. You really don't get to hide behind anything. You can, but it's just using the single hop. I mean, that's what a lot of the core craft brands and micro brands were when they first started were just utilizing, I mean, New Albion, which is, you know, regionally in, in this Northern California area especially, um, was known for just using a single hop. Right. That's it. And, uh, you know, it was all about the malt bill. Um, so it was interesting to, to hear that. And now it's, you know, the brewers are passionately taking on this, uh, this single malt, I'm sorry, single uh, hop uh, uh, brewing projects. And I think it's great. It's, it's really, gen- you know, traditionally they're really clean beers, super, super easy to drink. Um, so I hope this one is, is just the same. Pouring this out, you know, definitely has that really, um, you know, it's a, got a haze to it. It looks like a pale ale. I mean, we're looking, it's really, really, uh, you know, lightish brown in color. Could be an IPA, could be a pale ale. It's hard to hard to tell. This um, looks like the blonde we were drinking, almost. Um, it has the same, I could see that hue, that copperness, hue. that, you know, a little bit of reddish to it, but not not a lot. Um, really malt. You get the sweetness right up front from the aroma. Brad just selfishly dove right in. He's not walking through the aroma part of this. Taking it all in. He's swishing around his mouth like a true aficionado. It's um, oh, it's interesting. You know, it's funny. It, it almost has like a little seawater thing going on. It. No, I, I wasn't gonna say that. It actually tastes a little bit like a little bit of a scotch, like a scotch ale thing going on. It's a little like peaty. Um, yeah, it's interesting, dude. Um, six percent. That's got it's. Uh, take another whiff and tell me that you don't get. Like it doesn't smell like the sea on some level. Maybe it's the glass. <laughs> it kind of smells like a. A cologne someone tried to start once. <laughs> the beach. The beach. <laughs> uh, that's your 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 standard Seinfeld reference. Uh, uh, I, I which there have been many in this. Um, I don't get the uh, I don't get the sea necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean I. I uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just something that I picked up on. Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean. I think that this is a this is a good beer. Um, to me, this is kind of what encapsulates East Coast IPAs. They're uh, I'm not saying they're simplistic by any stretch of the means, but they're just it's one it's one of the things that it's not as dramatic. They don't like them as hoppy as the West Coast does, right? Um, you know, but it's also it's all about the malt, not necessarily about the hop. In this case, the malt is the the showcase in this beer, right? Um, I can't even I can't pull up and see what hop it even uses for the single hop. I guess I can try looking at the bottle. That might help. Uh-huh. Um, the shiver me timbers hop. Yeah. Looks like it's holler towel. Holler towel. Uh, that's the hop they're using for this. It's so tasty. It's a, that's a German. It's a German hop. It's tasty. Yeah. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. I wouldn't kick you out of bed for eating cookies. No, but it's 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 really good clean finishing, which is nice. Mouthfeel, you get the the rich flavor, hit your palate, washes clean right away, and you're ready for the next sip. Yeah, it is. So very this is very food friendly. It wouldn't be very obtrusive to anything you're eating. You could, I mean, this could go with fish, with chicken steak. Uh, it could go with anything. Chicken steak, chicken fried steak, <laughs> chicken oh. or steak. We've been up. With, we've been over the chicken fried steak thing. I know you hate it. And I love it. I don't hate it. I just, I hate it. 
All right. Well, this is. Uh, I think this beer is pretty good. I mean, I, I would definitely have. I, I'd love to have this on draft. I'd probably order two or three. To be honest, like, it's, I like would I too. said, it's really to me. It's more indicative of a, of a pale ale, and I'm a big fan of pale ales. So I think this is uh, this is this works. I wouldn't necessarily. This is a beer that I would drink more often, but I wouldn't necessarily brag to my friends and drinking it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it's like my high school girlfriend. Oh man, that's you not mean, true. You mean it was everyone's girlfriend? That's not true. Um, but yeah, they've got a good lineup. I mean, they've got a citrus IPA. They've got a double, single double. Uh, they've got a golden ale, a pounder pilsner, a Vienna style lager. Um, they got a pale ale. They've got a. I mean, they got it pretty well balanced. Um, looks like they got a limited release partner. They all they do a partnership, um, going with the with the uh, pirate theme again. They've actually done they've done a collaboration with Stone. They've done one with Terrapin. Uh, Union and Cigar City. So, what's those are legit beer brewer names. So these yeah. guys have some. They obviously have the the, uh, the clout. So, very nice. Let's uh, on with the shit tweet of the week. Hit it! All right, before we get into the shit tweet of the week, I want to point out that LeBron James hairline has been a point of controversy in the NBA for a number of years. It's back, it's forward, it's rich, it's thick, it's, there's not, there's somebody shot it with rock salt, who knows. Uh, <laughs> but LeBron James has officially shaved his head, which is a, a huge development in NBA Twitter right now. Everyone's losing their minds. I'm watching the video. Uh, he didn't really, like, go full Bic like Michael Jordan did. He just kind of buzzed it down to, like, the one or the zero setting. And he's walking around the weight room with no shirt on and his head buzzed, acting like... He's really tough. Um, it is a big deal because it just it, here's the thing in this picture, his head, his face, and head still look the same. It's a bad sign for his hairline. <laughs> but I think we've seen a new era in LeBron James. Hopefully, hopefully this doesn't turn into like some. Where he's learned some humility and can take a loss well. Oh wait, no, that doesn't I, sound actually, right. Actually, you know what, man? I, did you? I don't want to get into the whole thing. Did you listen to him in his press conference? Aside from the super team thing, I actually thought he handled it. No, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I was kind of. I just. I wanted to get through all the bullshit because I know it's just going to be every part of every sentence he says is going to be highly, highly, highly uh, judged. And it's one of those things where, I mean, I, I just, nothing he says will make me like him. He's, I, I was impressed. He said, you know, aside from the I've never been part of a super team thing, which is a complete farce, which we cover in episode one or part one of this part episode. Um, he said, you know, he goes, it's tough. You know, I, I, I got to think about what, how we're going to, what I'm going to do moving forward, how we're going to handle as a team, how we're going to handle the Warriors. You know, they're in a good spot. All four of their best players, you know, are under the age of 30. They're all under contract or are going to be under contract. You know, they, like, you know, they're tough. They have the best, the most firepower the league maybe has ever seen. Um, you know, he was really sort of open and honest and um, really candid about that. I was impressed. It's not like the usual LeBron, like, dismissive. He's normal candor. Yeah, it was different. So, in any case, uh, moving on. So if you're new to the show, uh, where have you been? Number one. Number two. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with the number two that Steph Curry pretended to put on the floor at Cleveland. Um, number two, what we do is we have a little segment. It started with a local columnist named Lowell Cohn and his terrible usage of Twitter. What we did every week is we picked out three of his tweets, and we've decided which one was the shittiest tweet of the week. Um, we had a little wrinkle to the game that we've since gotten rid of because it's been harder and harder to like really find terrible takes. Um, 
not that it's harder to find terrible takes, but it's harder to find terrible takes that I haven't retweeted a thousand times. Um, so what we do is we scour the internets, we scour Twitter, we try and find the worst tweet of the week that we can find. And then we pick two or three or four, sometimes five, and then Ben and I go through, we try and pick out which one is the worst. Um, if you've listened to episode one, one of these uh, is basically, one of these is we've already referenced. <laughs> but the, and one of them is just hilarious. I don't think it qualifies as the worst tweet of the week. Uh, but the other two are phenomenal. Phenomenal. So without further ado, please, music. please begin as I drink my seven Heavy Seas Single Cannon IPA. First tweet from Colin Cowherd in which he compares Steph Curry to Will Smith. <laughs> Likeability is a really, really powerful thing. LeBron James doesn't get away with what Curry gets away with. Lame. I don't know what that even means. I mean, I know what it means, but it's like... I know what he's intending it to mean, but it's so lame. Dude, when when LeBron was with Cleveland, they were pretending to take selfies all the time, and like he had all the same goofy stuff. It's ridiculous, and he got killed for it, the way that Steph is getting killed for his. Second one, uh, this one is the hilarious one that I don't think qualifies, but I wanted to read it anyway because I think it's freaking hilarious. This is from your fourteen-year-old kid. You're gonna slay? No, no. no. Michael Blackson, who is a comedian from Ohio, uh, he is. Represented by Ice Cube. He was in Next Friday. Okay. Uh, he said <laughs> he's the uh, African king of comedy. So I've never heard him speak. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I don't know if he's got an accent or what the deal is or where he's from originally. But his hashtag is uh, M-U-D-A-F-U-C-K-A. Motherfucker. Like, nice. So in any case, uh, obviously pretending to be an African villager here, he says, my village did not get those Cavaliers Championships t-shirts yet. Where are they? <laughs> Which, if you're not familiar with that, typically the T-shirts for the team that loses the championship that already got made is if they won the championship get sent to third world countries. Th- I.e., there's a lot of Buffalo Bills Super Bowl wins. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of Seattle Seahawks ones from a few years ago. <laughs> but uh, and quite frankly, I think when Marshawn Lynch had the ball or the Seahawks had the ball in the one, Marshawn Lynch was in the backfield. I think they had already they had already printed the shipping labels for the Patriots ones. <laughs> they had to run to catch the FedEx truck. <laughs> in any case. Uh, because I want actually, I don't want to get off on a whole thing here. But do you think that they printed Cavalier shirts already? Oh, I guarantee they did. It was already done. You don't think they Guaranteed waited till it was? The hats are all embroidered, dude. The well, hats, they're done. It's a, it's a wrap, and they're under. They're probably in a armed armored truck, waiting. They're in a, they're at the facility somewhere, and then they get they get. There's someone's job is to get them the f off the property that second. Really? Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking what? So they print a thousand. Garments, you're probably, probably probably not even. Yeah, I mean maybe 500 the day of. I mean obviously you've got like Dick Sporting Goods has has a display. As soon as the game is over, they have a display up. Actually, no, you know you're probably right. It's probably like 10,000 shirts. They probably right. do 10,000, and then everything else you order. Like I ordered, I my wife and I ordered shirts online immediately, but they probably hadn't printed those. You know, it takes no, three are, weeks yeah. to process. But like Dick Sporting Goods always has. As soon as the game, the winning game is over. Yeah. The next day or that night, they'll have the display up. Yeah. So they've had to receive both, and they obviously right. have a thing where they have to sign and say, "Look, we won't let." Just like well, I used to work at the warehouse music store back in the day, we couldn't sell. There'd be a thing in the register where you try to scan a, a, like if a new disc or new tape came out, you couldn't sell it the day it was before it was supposed to be released. Interesting. So I'm sure it's the same thing. Um, all right, so Michael Blackson, my village did not get those uh, hashtag Cavaliers Championships T-shirts yet. Where are they? 
uh, Calvin Carhurd compares Steph Curry to Will Smith. Likeability is a really, really powerful straight, or really, really powerful thing. LeBron does not get away with what Steph gets away with. Like hanging on the rim. Uh, our old favorite, Lowell Cohn, makes an appearance, as he seems to do every week. The man who is retired and still is more active on Twitter than we are. Game five. This is in the middle of game five. Why does Mark Jackson call the ball the rock? Do you call the ball the rock? Lil Cone. He actually had some fairly interesting insights as that game went on. He was rapid fire tweeting. Um, but I just thought, like, really, like, really, man, that's... Like, could you just be older and whiter, right. please? Right, exactly. Uh, all right. The last one is from a gentleman uh, named Ryan Rubio, who lives in Corpus Christi, Texas. He is no one of note other I, than... I feel like Ryan Rubio is not going to be a friend of the show. No, but we, when I do, uh, I am going to retweet this, and I'm going to retweet this and just rip it. Do it. <laughs> uh, so Ryan Rubio, as from what I can gather, he's probably about 19 or 20 years old. He's from Corpus Christi, Texas. He's going to a college no one's ever heard of. Um, Guarantees to live on those parents. He's a San Antonio Spurs fan, and he says the following. KD, a sellout. Draymond, a crybaby. Steph Curry, overrated. Clay is pretty good. 94% of Warrior fans come from, came from 2015. <sighs> that is the worst take I've seen on Twitter about the Warrior. Outside of the Cleveland writer that ripped Steph Curry for not being a Christian because he pretended to poo. He allegedly pretended to poo on the court. Right. That's the worst take I've seen on Twitter. Um, you could argue the KD's a sellout thing. I don't disagree with you one way or the other. Whatever. Uh, Draymond Green is not necessarily a crybaby as much as he is a demonstrative player. Steph Curry is certainly not overrated. Clay is pretty good. You're right about that. But I think you're going to find that 94% of Warrior fans actually came from prior to 2015. If you look at the sellout record and the number of people that wept, I I mean wept, when the Warriors won in 2015, yours in, yours truly included, I think you're going to find that that is a truly terrible take. You're not even old enough to buy a drink yet. Please, please, Shut the please, <laughs> stick to talking about, you know, let's, let, me, let me go to his Twitter account real quick and I can tell you what he's talking about. Uh, stick to talking about the rain in Corpus Christi. Stick to talking about the Spurs. Stick to posting historical photos of Selena visiting the Bayfront in Corpus Christi. Um... And oh wait, he likes Selena. Hold on, my, my opinion's changed. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, yeah, and then a number of rid- fairly ridiculous things. Uh, although he does have some pretty nice things about uh, about women, you know, women's rights and stuff. So I guess socially speaking, he's responsible. But his sports takes are fucking terrible. <laughs> so right, and if you go to his Facebook page. He's not an attractive gentleman. Put it up there. Just put just it up there. Blast it. Let's put him on blast. <laughs> oh goodness, Ryan Rubio. All right. So Ryan Rubio says, "KD a sellout, Draymond a crybaby, Steph Curry overrated, Clay is pretty good. Ninety-four percent of Warrior fans came from 2015." AKA, Kawhi Leonard got hurt. My team's not good without Kawhi Leonard, and now I'm bitter. Right. Lowell Cone. Why does Mark Jackson call the ball the rock? Do you call the ball the rock? Colin Cowherd. <laughs> Steph Curry is like Will Smith. Likeability is a really, really powerful thing. LeBron does not get away with what Steph gets away with. Okay. What's the shit tweet of the week? I thought there was five. That's four. Oh, okay. I had five tweets. I already kind of referenced one of them. Gotcha, in which gotcha, Steph Curry okay. had 13 rebounds in game four. Or game three. Tristan Kardashian had three. Nice. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take Lowell Cohn out of the mix because he's always there. He's always in there. He's he's uh, he's a pest, kind of like LeBron James. He just shows up on it all the time. Right. Um. Oh, that's tough. Although his old whiteness really, really makes me want to vote for him. I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to have to go with our, our San Antonio Spurs correspondent. You know, it's funny. It's tough because like San Antonio is so well coached. Everything they do is pretty classy. Everything they do is just is just automatic. You know, the machinations of it are always so exact. Like, you think that, like, the fanhood would have, like, the same type of approach. Like, very calculated, very... But no, I mean, the guy's young. I get it. You know, like, he doesn't know... He's a passionate dude, but you know what? He doesn't know shit about shit. If he had said that tweet a week ago, whatever. But he's saying he's just trying to... to, He wrote it on the 12th, the day that they won. Yeah, he's trying to troll people. Yeah. So, we're an anti-trolling... Uh, podcast. No, we're pro trolling, which is why we're bringing this dude up. But oh, we just we point. want we want calculated takes. Right. We want you to like you know speak on stuff that you you know at least have done know the research. Nothing about. You know nothing about this. Nothing about nothing. Katie is sellout. Draymond a crybaby. Steph Curry overrated. Clay is pretty good. Ninety four percent of Warriors fans came from twenty fifteen. By the way, I love that he said Clay is pretty good. Clay Thompson had one of the worst eight game stretches of his career in these playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> But he was um, magnificent defensively. I don't want to take away from what he did either. So what's your vote? I'm going Ryan Rubio. And I'm retweeting you and I'm putting you on blast. Do it. Putting you on blast on the... Uh, You're hearing it live as it goes down. While Brad retweets and picks a fight with a 19-year-old. He uh, might be 20. Okay, 20. He don't know shit about shit. <laughs> uh, please check us out on uh, all of our social media, not just Twitter retweets. But uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, please, if you have any needs, uh, visit our sponsor. Uh, that would be Advanced Auto Glass in detail. Uh, check them out on Centers Avenue. Look for the Purple Building. Uh, tell them the Sports Meets Beer podcast sent you. They're an official friend of the show, sponsor of the show. Support those who support us. Anything else? Uh, not that I can. No, he's, you're out. That's done. Not you had your chance. Pick up. <laughs> not that I can think of. Awesome. Well, thank you for listening. Look for episode 49 coming up. If you haven't checked it out, please check out previous episodes. They are hilarious. They're in the vault. And rate us on iTunes if you get a minute. Ryan Rubio, your earrings look stupid. (laughs) We're out.